right? Uh, so last Thursday, we had a very rich time with the TLC men, TLC women. And Diane, thank you for giving your testimony. It was just wonderful. It was inspiring. And it makes me think that I can do it too. No matter, just like the song, no matter what, I'm going to praise you anyway. No matter what, I'm going to trust you anyway. And that's what Diane's been doing. So thank you for that testimony. And uh, this coming Thursday, we gather for Enoch Prayer, where we pray for Volusia County. We also pray for America. We've, been, we've added that in because America needs prayer. And uh, please pray that God brings America back to himself. Yes. And uh, that will be led by Linda Roberts. And today we have a wonderful message we, by Pastor Louie. But last Sunday, Brian Patton brought us a very rich sermon. And the only thing, Pastor Louie, where are you? He was just like Pastor Howard. He took the whole time. <laughs> so everybody likes those short sermons, right? <laughs> so, but they're wonderful, they're applicable, and we remember them. That's a good thing. So right now we're going to take our tithes and offerings. And as Zosh always says, we get to... We get to give our tithes and offerings, and God loves a cheerful leader. Is, are you coming up here, Pastor Louie? <laughs> God loves a cheerful giver, and God loves Pastor Louie. If he can. Uh, hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Your mind can only absorb what your bottom can endure. And so my style is to get to the point, make the point, hope you enjoy the point and learn from it. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we've had some technical difficulties, uh, these last few days and that's okay. You got to work through life. And if you let life upset you, every time something goes wrong, you're always going to be upset. And so you either Rule over life or it rules over you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, today, we're going to talk about, and you can't really see it too good, but this is the participation part. On your mark, get set. Go. Hey, I really appreciate that. That's right. On your mark. Get set, go. This is a fourth of a four-part series on getting closer to God. Uh, it was a three-part series until I forgot to add this one. And uh, the first one we had was it's easier to mow around it. That was Ecclesiastes ten eighteen, and, and the scripture there was through laziness, the rafters sag, and because of idle hands, the house leaks. It was about our covering in God and that covering that we seek from God. And it recognized that sometimes it's just easier to mow around things in your life, in the yard of your life, than it is to deal with them and mow them. And so we talked about that, how to get things out of your yard, that you can mow your yard. Get those things that you're hesitant to deal with and start working on them. You may not get them all done today, 
would start working on them. The next one was pit stopping. It was uh, in Mark one thirty-five, and it talked about a time that Jesus said, in early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. I'll tell you, in our lives, as busy as we are all the time, if we don't take a time or set a time aside that we can pray, what will happen is life will overcome us and it will overtake us and we'll turn back to the easier ways to deal with things than we would if we were rested and prayed up. A pit stop. The third one was get it off your chest. Philippians 4 through 4 verse 6. Don't be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer petition with thanksgiving. Present or make your request known to God. And if you got to get something off your chest, you can get it off your chest to the barber, the bartender, to your friend. You can get it off your chest uh, through Facebook and Venmo or wherever else you get it off your chest. But the best place to get it off your chest is with the Lord Jesus. And you can get that off your chest with the Lord and take it to him. And he says that he'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. And the last part of that scripture says he'll guard your heart and your mind. It's like a battalion. It's like an army guard. He'll guard your heart and mind. Yeah, that's what you want. Today, on your mark, get set, go. Yeah, this is about a race. And it's in Hebrews 12, verse 1. And if you'll, uh, if you have a Bible, like we talked a little earlier, you can, you can get the Bible apps are really pretty good. Uh, Gateway Bible is a great one. But uh, you can listen along if you'd like. When you think about on your mark, get set, go, do you remember elementary school and field days? Yeah. I mean, I can remember that and think of myself as so healthy and vigorous. The 100-yard dash. You know, you sit there and you have your Converse tennis shoes on and get ready to run the race. They actually had a pistol in our town that they shot off. It was a real pistol, you know. The coach had it. How about the long jump? You'd run as fast as you could, and you'd jump, and you'd try to get your heels to hit and roll forward. The 440 would wear you out. Just wear you out. Then you'd have the 440 relay, where you'd relay the baton thing, and there was a special way. You're supposed to get the baton, and the coaches tried to teach us that, but it just didn't sink in with me, you know? Because you drop it, you drop it, so it's like, give it here. See, the bottom line is that we are in a race. Now, there are things that can slow us down in a race, and we're in a race even now. Yeah, Diane, you may not be in a fast race right now, but you're in a race. Gino, you may not be in a fast race right now, but you're in a race. I'm in a race. We all are. And there's things in this race 
that can make us outright lose. And the scripture kind of has a recipe for what we need to do while we're in this race. Hebrews 12.1, let me read this to you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. I'm in a race. Say it with me. I'm in a race. I'm in a race. I'm in a race. It doesn't seem like I'm in a race. I was in a race this morning when the all the stuff was going wrong. And it was easy to fall back into the old way of thinking and talking and acting. Instead, it's, hey, guys, it's just electronics. If we got to, we'll just sing out here with nothing. And I found an old cajon drum. Ramona, Pastor Ramona says, what is that? I said, that's a cajon. Gino said, man, Hulu does all right on that. <laughs> I did too. I'm in a race. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25 says this. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone that competes for the prize is temperate or moderate in all things. And they do it to obtain a perishable crowd, but we for an imperishable crowd. You see, we are in a race for an imperishable, imperishable crown. So if we're in a race, and we are, you know we're in a race. All you have to do is turn on the TV to realize we're in a race. All you have to do is read the paper if you still get it, or you can get your news online. You realize that we're in a race. You realize the human race is in a race. You realize certainly that the church of Jesus Christ is in a race. We got things going on. We got places to go. And our scripture says this. Do you know it yourself that there is everything trying to interrupt us? or distract us, or beat us. It seems like things are getting more complicated every day. Just try to set up your new phone without a child. Just try it. If that won't knock your faith off the table, nothing will. That's why George is going to keep his phone until he dies. The scripture says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, this word surrounded in the Greek means to possess. It means to lay a hold of. So I want you to think about this. Since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, the scripture saying, I want you to lay hold that you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. It also means to be closely joined. I want you to lay hold of the fact that you are closely joined by a great crowd of witnesses. These witnesses are known as the hall of fame of faith. They're listed in Hebrews 11. And if you've never partaken Hebrews 11, you should. Because it talks about them. On your mark. Get set. 
Thank you, Chad. You're going to heaven. You're going to heaven. This list of witnesses in Hebrews 11, it's large. I'm just going to give you a couple of them. Hebrews 11, 1, God formed the universe. Abel, it says, brought a better sacrifice than Cain. Enoch was taken up by God. One of these great cloud of witnesses is Noah, who listened to God and built an ark when it never rained. Abraham was being the father of all nations. He was tested by God with Isaac to give up his son, his only son. And Isaac and Jacob, Israel, they were blessed and followed God. Abram's wife, Sarah, well, she was too old to bear children, but she had a son, but she wanted her husband to sleep with a handmaid. Moses hid in a pitch basket in an ark, came to free the nations. And by obedience at the Passover, by obedience at the Passover, the nation of Israel was saved by the death angel while they were in Egypt. He took them through the sea and made the commandments. Joshua in the wall of Jericho, as he had faith and did what he was supposed to do by God. And Rahab, the spy who hid the spies. And the scripture says there's more. It says in the scripture in Hebrews 11, I don't have time to tell them all about it. So I want you to get this picture because you're in a race. When Mark said, go. Thank you, Chad. Get this picture. You're in this great stadium. And this stadium is filled with this great cloud of witnesses who are joined to you. And we're on the stadium floor. And you're in a race. If you can go back to the time in your life when you were at a school race, you actually ran and it actually meant something to you. It was bragging rights is what it was. I won the 100-yard dash. You might not have your Nikes on right now. You, You may have a limp or a wheelchair. You may have had some back surgery. You may have a heart condition, but you're in a race. And these witnesses are in this stadium. These witnesses of the faith that the scripture says we're surrounded by. It says we're joined to. It says we're connected to, that we're possessed by. Abraham was old. Moses, he couldn't talk. Abraham and Isaac gave up their wives to get what they wanted. Sarah had her husband go on a date with another woman. Rahab was a prostitute. You get my drift? We just might not be as fast as we used to be, but make no doubt about it. We're in a race. And the scripture says this. Let us throw off everything that hinders. That's the NIV. Listen to the New King James. It says, let us lay aside every weight. Anybody that's ever carried a backpack knows that it can be lightly packed or it can be fully packed. I've carried a 51-pound 51 51 backpack on a trip in the Carolinas one time. All I wanted to do was eat all the food in it. And get that thing as light as I could get. I even at times contemplated 
throwing away some base layers because I was walking so hard I didn't need a cover until at night. I was actually thinking, I'm going to throw these things out. It slowed me down. You got to lay aside every weight. You got to throw it off. I want you to think about an airplane. You're in this airplane and, you know, there's a mountain ahead of you. And, hey, pilot, there's a mountain up there. Yeah, I see it. And as you get closer, the pilot's saying, hey, we don't need that. Throw that out. Hey, we don't need that. Throw that out. You want to gain just a little more altitude. Hey, we don't need that. Throw that out. That's the parachute. We're not going to be able to parachute. We're going to hit the hill. We're going to, we're going to get over the top of it. Throw it out. It weighs too much. You know what I mean? You're trying to get over. You're trying to accomplish. You're trying to get there. You're trying to make it up over the hill. What hinders us? I know the things that hinder me. But some of the things that hinder us, maybe it's too much TV. Maybe it's too much internet. Maybe it's too much news. It could be a friend or a family member that calls you all the time and talks for hours on end. What is it that hinders you that you can lay aside? Or you may have to throw it off. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a habit that you've got that takes up so much of your time. Might seem harmless at first, but it becomes a burden. It might be an addiction that's got you and it slows you down a little bit more, a little bit more. You know, hatred can slow you down. Unforgiveness can slow you down. Unbelief can slow you down from where God wants you to be. And you've got this great cloud of witnesses sitting in the stands that you are joined to, that are part of your possession and they possess you. And they're saying to you, come on, come on, lay that aside. Cast it off. And it says the sin that so easily besets us. Sin is just missing the mark. That's the definition of sin. Missing the mark. Taking an offense. You may pick up an offense. I'll tell you, if you pick up an offense, it's going to be heavier every second that you hold it. You pick up that offense when somebody said something, by the end of the day, it's going to be so heavy, you're going to be putting it on your shoulder. You're going to be looking for a cart to drag it in because it gets so personal. Lay that aside. Don't pick it up. You're in a race. You've got to be lean and mean. You've got to be focused. Don't stop what you're doing. It could be a trespass, you know, could be a physical trespass. You're somewhere you know you shouldn't be. I know that doesn't happen to any of us, but you go somewhere you know you shouldn't go. And you wonder why you're in a mess. 
You know, or it could be a mental trespass. Filled with hate. I mean, the scripture says that the sin that so easily entangles us or ensnarls us. It's actually a military term. It means to flank. The sin will flank you. And before you know it, it's down your left side and it's down your right side. And you turn around to go and it's already behind you because you've committed it. Before long, it's going to be right in front of you. I'm in a race. When you mark, get set. When you mark, get set, go. You're in a race. And we got this race to run. We got to lay aside this stuff that entangles us or distracts us. You may have had to try to lay it aside, but that doesn't work. You may need something radical. You may need to throw it off. You know what it is that comes after you. I know what it is that comes after me. And and we got to throw that stuff aside for this race that we're running by this cloud of witnesses who are watching us and who are cheering us on. They're not looking to condemn us. No way, no how. They're looking to help you. And it says we should use perseverance. We can't quit. We can't quit. And here's the most, one of the most interesting things about this whole scripture is this. That this race, it says this. Therefore, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. We've each got a race to run. I I don't know what your race is. I know what my race is. I'm not sure what your race is. We're all different parts of the body of Christ. We've all got a different race to run. Mine may be a 50-yard dash. I can tell you from my life experience, so it's a marathon. Because just about when I get 50 yards done, and I want to take a deep breath and say, yeah, there's another race marked out for me. And I get that race done to the 100-yard dash, and I think, yeah, I did it in 13 seconds or whatever. I doubt I could do anything in 13 seconds now. (laughs) And I think I got it. And then there it is. There's another race. It's like the Lord has got this chalk line in front of me. And he keeps going. And he's marking it. It's like, come on, God. Where are you getting all that chalk from? He's got a race for us. Our race. Our race is a body of Christ. We are all different. We're all diverse. We've got different understandings and beliefs. We're at different walks in our lives with Christ. We've gone so far, come back. Some of us are are searching for Christ, not knowing exactly what he means to us. Others have a firm foundation. Some of you may have fallen down during the race and tripped, and you've skinned your knees, and you've got to just wipe it off, and you, you know that mother will get it taken care of when you get home. It's full of dirt. But it's a race that's marked out for you. What is your race?
What is a race that God has laid out for you today? What is it? If you're going through some stuff, that stuff is your race. You're meant to overcome that stuff. If you got some stuff that's been just coming right back in front of you, and maybe you've backed out away from it and tried to go to a different race, but God's got a, he's got a race that's marked out for you. And you've got to run that race. Your mama can't run it for you. Your daddy can't run it for you. Your husband or wife can't run it for you. Your friend can't run it for you. Facebook can't run it for you. They can't run it for you. Amen. It's just you and the race that God's laid out for you. And it may be in the middle of the night. Amen. It may be early in the morning. You've got to figure out when God wants you to run that race. But I want you to know something. That great cloud of witnesses. You pull on them. You lean on them. You say, God, if, if Moses couldn't talk, how could he do all this? How, how did no one know to build a boat when it had never rained? God, what about Joshua and Moses? God, what, what about all this stuff? I'll tell you, many of you in here, he's done it for you before. He'll do it for you again. Amen. He wants you to win this race. Yes. And whatever race it is you're running, he wants you to have perseverance. He wants you to have temperance. Don't get mad when a race comes up in front of you. Don't lose your temper when the mics don't work. Rally. Just rally and say, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. If you've got something today that's bothering you, here's what I'd like you to think about today. I want you to walk out of here today with something in your pocket. And that is that God's got a race for you. He's got a race for you. And you might be probably in it right now. You, you may be out of breath and need a sip of water because you realize you're in the race. I, what I want to do is I want to speak belief into you right now that God's got this race. The Bible says that this race is marked out for you. For you, for me, for us. And as we run our races independently, we're running the race together in the body of Christ to make the body of Christ stronger, to make this body of Christ stronger, to make the body of Christ stronger. You see, we're not the church, TLC. We're a church. And we are a powerful body of the body of Christ. He's got stuff for us in this church to do. He's got stuff for you to do. Let's pray. The Father, I thank you today for your Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you've laid out this race for us. Help us to more understand this race you've got for us. And those that are surrounding us, that are part of us, that have part of possession of us, to help us run this race, our race. Father, help us recognize that these things that distract us, we need to throw them off. We need to set them down. Help us to identify those things that are weighting us down so that we can run the race with perseverance. Help us to see those things that are sinful that so easily entangle us. That kudzu that comes out of nowhere. God, help us to stop it. And Father, what we do right now is we agree with you and that great 
cloud of witnesses that they'll empower us, that they'll embolden us, that they'll encourage us. And we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, my hope is today that you'll have identified in your mind maybe some areas that you want to work on. Just chip away at them. You're on a race. Might be a marathon. Get you a pit stop. Get away somewhere. Get you some prayer with God. Get you some rest. Put on a new set of tires and another can of gas. Get back on the track. Go 24. All right. Let's have some music. Hallelujah. There's an old Christian song from the 70s, and it talks about that great cloud of witnesses, that they're watching us and watching over us with the Lord Jesus who's interceding sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding at all times for us. But this great crowd of witnesses, think about it, they're cheering us on.